podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. This week for Park, frustration and four goals. I am Scott Carney and I'm joined by everyone. Ali Pearson, how's it going mate? Not too bad. Looking forward to the international weekend coming up this weekend. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Scott Gemmell, I'm presuming you've got opposite feelings to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, although there's, there's a wee bit of a stramash. Similar to Rangers kind of stuff I spoke about in terms of price. Did you buy that top exposure? No, I did not. 90 quid was a bit steep um, and it was crashing all the time. But no, I'm doing well. Good evening, everyone. Yeah, and Ryan Haymarch, how are you, mate? Back from horses over fences and things like that? Yes, back for Cheltenham, mate. It went well. Um, got a couple of 91 winners, but the Guinness tent was more than happy to take that off me. Um, lost my soul in there, but that's me back and ready to talk about Rangers. I know that um, I know that everyone's missed me. I'm sure you've been talking about it constantly. I know Ali's been texting me a lot. Yeah, yeah, but it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. But no, glad to see you back in one piece, mate, that's for sure. Uh, so before we get into things, um, shameless plug as always, to support the pod to reach the next level, you can join the YouTube channel for as little as 99p a month. You can buy the podcast a coffee and join the Coffee Buying Legend membership via buymeacoffee.com. All the links for that in the description for this podcast. And one thing is for sure, it is cheaper than the Scotland top. So we will start, as we always do uh, with the last match uh, Rangers winning 4-2 at Fur Park on Saturday before we get to the football we'll concentrate on the, the banner or the banners that were held up at the, the start of the at the start of the match um, so time for change with smaller cards held up with Stuart Robertson and Ross Wilson's face on it with a strike through over the top of them um, Ryan it's been a while since you've come on mate so I'll come to you first where do you stand on this opinion of the time for change? Do you agree or disagree? I'm certainly not in the fence with it, that's for sure. I think that I think it is time for change. I think that the Union Bears or the extended group who, who put this protest together are within their rights to do so. I think as a paying fan, as long as you protest, if you're paying your money, if you protest peacefully, you're not doing things to impact the team and affect the, the team's performance then turn more on the right. I've always said that you're, you're within your right to do so, so I back them for that's free speech. And um, if I was at the game on on uh, Saturday and the card was, I'd probably have held it up, mate, to be honest with you. I do think it's time for change. I think the Broncos got in the neck a lot for... Yeah, there's some feelings in his part in terms of tactics, but you can only, what's the, the the family term, you can only drive the car you're given, let's say that. Um, so I think the Rangers' job just now is very difficult for any manager to take on when the board seem to continuously be signing the wrong standard of players, the wrong type of players and wasting a lot of money. We did give Ross Wilson a lot of credit on the last pod I was on because he has signed some, some really good players. But I think overall that needs to change and it doesn't look as if it's changing at the moment. I know Cantwell, and I'm going to keep Cantwell and Raskin out of that, but I think lately the signings haven't been great, and it's why we're where we are. So, yes, I do think it is time for change. However, I don't think Robertson and Wilson are the sole reason why. I think there's a more than them that are the problem. I think the whole board need to have a look at themselves. My understanding is they are, majority are all Rangers fans and do have Rangers to heart, but if I think something's not going right and I was at the club, then I'd be looking at my position and thinking, can somebody else come in and do a better job? And I think the answer to that would be yes. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's split the Rangers support as much. I think there's a few that... There's a camp, as there always is camps, of course there is, with a Rangers support that some probably agree that there's time for change, but they're also 
a wee bit hesitant and like be careful what you wish for kind of thing. The gra- the grass isn't always blue. I wasn't going to say greener there. The grass is all isn't always blue. Um, but you get where I'm coming from. But there's other people that I, I think are just no, no, it's not good enough. There must be a kind of radical wipe wipe out of the board, and we almost must start again. Which again, I don't really know where I sit on it. I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm a wee bit on the fence. The points I'll come on to, um, Ali. Where do you sit with it? Are you full time for change? Do you uh, agree with the the protest that's happening? By the way, before we go any further, I don't have any problem with the protest. I think the protest was done absolutely fair in the right way. There was no issue about it around that way. It's more the it's more what the the banner was saying that um, I've been asking your opinion on. Yeah, protest was fair. They got their opinion across and then back the team for the rest of the game. So it's fair enough for me. I think you'll see it till the end of the season. I think the frustration, the frustration harks back to when we won the league a couple of years ago and we didn't kick on. I think that's the frustration. We've stood still to a point. Um, signings haven't been great. I know Scotia kind of went through them and went, some of them aren't as bad as you think. You just think of the bad ones all the time. And that's what you think of the two Ryan rained off there in uh, January. I think he's got them right, but we need more players along that calibre going forward for Rangers for next season. Uh, I don't think there will be change as much as they put the banners up and everything. I just, I don't think there will. Sure, Robertson's been there, God knows how many years now. Can you see him going in, in Wilson as well? That's, again, he's been out nearly five years, but he's another one. I just, I, I, don't, I don't think he'll go either. Um, I've said it before, there's a, there's a disconnect from the board to the fans. We had that. Um, when the three of them came out oof, beginning of the season, when there was a bit of rumbling about Van Bronckhurst, and they came out, and it was it was just because there was a bit of noise at the time, and we've not heard from them since. Basically, I just think there's a disconnect between them and the Rangers fans at the moment. Yeah, but I think you'll see more more of these protests going forward. But ultimately, I can't see it changing. If I'm being honest. Is that you saying you disagree or agree or are you kind of on the fence there? <laughs> I mean, you can't wipe the whole board out. So you, can't, you can't do that. No, you, it's never I mean, going to happen. They, no, it they, isn't going to happen. They, they've, the, the banners have been subjected to two guys and Stuart Robertson and uh, Ross Wilson. That's it too. Uh, Ross Wilson, I think, is the, the, the main culprit in terms of the signings that, that we've had. The business we haven't done, the players we haven't moved on at the right time. If it was me, I yeah, Ross Wilson, I think he's run his course with Rangers at the moment. I, I would move on from him. Sure, Robertson. Aye. But I, I'm kind of on the, I'm on the fence, but if I had my choice, Wilson, um, yeah, I'd part ties with him next season, if we could. Yeah. Got there in the end. <laughs> got, got there in the end, I think. I think. Yeah, um, yeah I mean... Yeah, I'll come back to my point. Scotia, your thoughts on it? You're, you're, are you on on the fence with it? Yeah, I think I'm pretty firmly on the fence with it. Um, Ali said this a few times. I don't think it's one massive thing that's an issue. It's a few small individual issues. But then Ali sort of nailed it there as well. It's the, it's then the the lack of communication from the board to the fans. And um, when you actually sent this question through, I was kind of trying to formulate my thoughts and like how I could coherently say it. And then I listened to Heart and Hand last night. Um, we Stevie Clifford was on that, and I read Stevie Clifford's blog today, and it kind of summarises where I'm kind of sitting with it um, fairly well in terms of things. Um, I do think Wilson probably just naturally has run his course because that's been about four. I think he came in in October 2019. So yeah, that's coming up to like the end of that period where a natural progression should happen. But I think I was looking at that list of players that I dreamed off more, and I was the more I look at last summer 21, 22 signings or the signings that whole window, the clearer it becomes that we weren't signing players unless players were getting released. So there wasn't really that money there. So in that respect, I look at it and go like, who else that came in there was going to do better, or who you bring in now? It's going to do an awful lot better. So um, I think Wilson probably just in terms of natural progression, it's probably time for him to move on. But I wouldn't be, I don't think I'd be as up in arms as an awful lot of the rest of the sport if he stayed on until next, over the next sort of two windows. I, I don't think that would annoy me too much because I think 
you know, Ryan said, don't touch on it, but I'll touch on like the you look at Raskin and Cantwell. If we can get more of those players, types of players in in the summer, then suddenly that narrative around Ross Wilson shifts completely as well. But one of the other things with Wilson that I think doesn't get brought up is the uh, the injury situation because he's like director of football, so he's you know overseeing the whole footballing department and the, the injury issue has been a concern. Um, I don't know if it's because we moved to that other company that I mentioned in a previous pod as well. And then also, although this, I don't think this is where the protests are coming from or anything, but if you look at the kind of regression of the women's team and B team this season, I mean, I know we don't mm-hmm. follow them completely, but just looking at the results and hearing things from other people that follow them more in depth, it's kind of regressed there, which again, that's a wee small issue that adds on to some of these other ones. And then with Robertson... To be honest, I don't think you can get to the you can switch both of them rounds. I don't see that happening at all. So I think Robertson's probably get more more in his bag, but he, he needs to come out and be a wee bit more vocal because it's this the, the vacuum that come, appears and then we just fill it with whatever we want, speculation we want. So yeah. Yeah, so I'll choose try and choose my words as carefully as I can here because I don't want to get slaughtered and I don't want people to take things kind of the wrong way. Um I am in agreement with Scotia that I believe that Wilson's probably coming to the end of his time within the club as a, as a, a progressively a, the, the the time within his role. It's time for him to get fresh um, a fresh challenge. It's time for us to get fresh eyes. One thing is for sure that the wage bill is far too high. We've known it for a while and there's not been enough to done around that. 100% agree with that. I think it's, it is far too high for what we're achieving on the pitch um, because that, that I think that's another thing that we'll always add is that we're not first. We're not top of the league. We didn't win the League Cup. So the frustration will build from that because something must not be right if we are not winning. Um, so I completely understand the point of view and I think it's right to to say that. Uh, I also agree with Scotia. I don't think both will go. I don't think you can get rid of both. Uh, and then I also agree with Ali that I don't think any of them are going to go. One thing about the board as a whole, um, I agree we, stand, we stood still for too long. Um, uh after winning the league, I think that they thought we'd reached the summit and that's all we had to do and we didn't kick on and the money probably wasn't invested correctly into the into the squad. Um, that's one thing I agree with. But off the field, off the playing field, what this board have done for this club is massive. It is huge. The revenue they've created, the commercial revenue they've, they've created, all of, everything about that, they have to be praised for that. I don't think there's any great doubt. My... Probably my biggest frustration right now is within the board is Douglas Park because he isn't he isn't a man that I particularly look up to because I don't know the guy. The guy refuses to speak. He doesn't talk when he does. I mean, at the AGM, he didn't give a very good impression of himself, uh, and I, I feel like there is a lack of leadership there. Um, there should be better communication between us and fans. Um, between us and the board, sorry, uh, and that's that's not there, but we've known that for a while, and I don't particularly put that on to Wilson or Robertson for that matter. Maybe it should be Robertson that's probably taking the be, head role. Carney, yeah. can I just cut across you there, Carney? That's yeah. what I would say. See, I don't mind if Park's going to be quiet, but it then means that Robertson somebody else has to. Yeah. Yeah, obviously we were used to David Murray who would do anything to get himself on the telly. Literally, that was all we lived for was getting himself on the telly. So I get that. I get that we, we were brought up with that. But the, the the lack of the complete silence from Park is always it's always a bit concerning for me. And even the stuff that we've seen, you can blatantly see he's reading from a card or whatever else if it's recorded through our TV. And it's, it's not a good look. It's just not a good look. Um, but in terms of Wilson, Ryan, I'll come back to you because you're firmly... You're firmly against um, you're 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 making you've made the decision. Basically, you're you're not sitting on the fence like the others. The kind of three of us are peeking about. I might be going soft here, mate. Okay, I do get that. I might be going soft. It might be because Rangers are winning games again. Yes, it might be. We weren't going to talk about Raskin and Catmill, but I'm going to bring it up now. Geo and Ross Wilson together didn't work. Um, they clearly didn't work. So that that's one thing for sure. Bill's first window with Wilson has brought these two players to the club. Okay, it might not have been as many as we wanted. However, there is no denying that the two players that we have brought in, we are all very, very impressed with, and the signings are great. So, long way around this, mate. I think if he has 
started like this, if the partnership between Beal and Wilson has started like this, should we not wait till the summer and see? And I look, I'll put my hands up right now and say that this window in the summer for Wilson is literally make or break. If it's poor, he will not last. There literally will be no appetite for it, including from myself. And I'm not his biggest fan. I don't want to make it out like I am. But just based on the evidence that I've seen so far, the positives, not taking his negatives out it for now, his positives in it with what I've seen under Bill. If we get more signings with the calibre of and the agility and the ability and the potential of Cantwell and Raskin, then I I would be more lenient to give him this summer window than scream for change right now. Am I being soft, mate? <laughs> no, you're being diplomatic. It's as a, it's probably the right answer if you take the football fan away from yourself and just look at it. If you look at someone making choices at your work as a, as a business or whatever, and if they're making their own decisions, you're not just going to get rid of them straight away. You're going to say, what do I need to do to help you? This needs to be better going forward. You need to start making better decisions. You put them on performance, development plans, etc. But Rangers are a bit different because it's a football, it's a football club. Ross Wilson, as we said previously, has signed good players. There is nobody in the comments on any message board you like. Any fan in the stands can say he hasn't. He has signed good players. He's also signed some really bad ones. He's been unlucky with some as well. And the, the ones that always spring to mind when you say that are Aaron Ramsey and Ahmed Diallo. They're the ones that always spring to mind. Should have worked, didn't. Unlucky. But I think, yeah, you could probably say the right thing would be highlight those players. That's the standard we need going forward. If you bring them in the summer, everyone's happy. But it will be judged on that. It will be judged. There's no doubt about it, as you say. My only concern is if we don't bring that standard player in or Michael Beale is told no to certain players, which I think has probably happened in the past with Gio because I say it all the time. We all say it all the time. The fact that if I brought any Dutch players in baffles me. That's sure. when there will be problems and that's where relationships will break down and it will filter down onto the team and, and we've seen it a hundred times. So yes, Ross Wilson, probably the right thing, if I take my supporters hat off, is yes, you need to prove yourself in the summer because pressure's on you. But I'm still a fan in the stand and I'm losing, losing. I'm paying a lot of money to watch a poor product on the club, on the, on the park and watch our opponents make a mockery of it all of, of season after season so it has to improve but I totally get where you're, where you're coming from yeah and I am in complete agreement with you generally I am the, the, the money that we pay and what the product that we are seeing isn't good enough however I'm not saying it's not broke don't fix it but I'm like okay almost like given the benefit of the doubt I don't really see why I should but maybe that's just the mood that I'm in um, I don't know maybe being a father's changed me I really I don't know what it is but Such I a feel nice like guy. He, I'm not really though that's the thing I'm actually not um, but I feel like now that you've seen the two players come in and, I'm, and uh, as I say everyone's going they are quality players they are quality and it's he's, they're up there with the two that he's best that he's made so, so far I know it's early days whatever but Usually, you've already made your judgment on players by this point when they come into the club. They've had a few months, you see them, and everybody makes their mind up pretty much there and then and refuses to change, and it's always going to be like that. Ali, do you think he at least deserves a summer? Um, obviously, if you were, if you could have your say in whether he was to stay or to go, but based on what we've seen with Raskin and Cantwell, um, the partnership with Bill has got off to a good start. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, if, if you base it on those two signings, you give him the summer. Working with Beal, he based it on the past signings, and it's it's up it's up there to be honest. And yeah, uh, Ryan saying about when Gio's in and no Dutch players. I don't know how many times we said that in this podcast to transfer on those house. He never brought a, a guy that's even connected to him in a certain way. That was bizarre for me. Uh, Beal Beal's more vocal than Van Bronckhurst. I don't know what Van Bronckhurst was like behind the scenes with with Ross Wilson. Beal's been there before. He's worked with Ross Wilson before. He comes across to me, Beal, as a more vocal person. I can imagine Beal being more vocal behind the scenes to what he wants. Um, whether that's true or not, I don't know. That's just an opinion I've got of what I see of him. I just think he's more of a vocal guy. But the summer, base, I'm basing it on the two players he's brought in January. 
Yes, I, I would I would give him. I think that's his, his final his final chance, as you say, Carney, because <laughs> let's put it blunt, bluntly, we have to win the league next year. We have 100%. to win the league next year. Um I know we want the cups never next year, we want we want them all as Ryan says at Rangers fan, but the league is the priority next season. We have to win that league. Um and if we don't then Heads will roll after that. I could imagine. If <laughs> you think the banners are bad now, wait till then. But it's uh, yeah, I I would I would give to the summer, and I think he will. Can I can't see Ross Wilson getting removed at the moment. I really can. So I would wait and see what we've got in the summer because I think Buell, I think Buell's got a bit of say in it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the summer. But yeah, I'll I'll give yeah. the benefit of doubt in the summer. Yeah, Scotia. It's a hard one, it is, because I don't want to sound like, and it probably does sound like I'm being like a Ross Wilson fanboy, and I'm genuinely not, but I'm at the point where I'm going, is there any point in trying to fix this just now when, okay, there is a lot of stuff that is broken, but since Bill has come in, there is there does seem to, well, we're based not on two signings, there does seem to be something that's worked there, um, considering the two signings were brought in, so... Where are you? Do you do you agree that he should maybe get the benefit of the doubt just now and and see how we got on in summer? But it is a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's make or break for him in summer. Yeah, potentially because you, the end run the risk that you're bringing in a new director of football that could completely change the kind of the culture in the club. It could completely uproot everything, create tumult that you wouldn't be able to deal with. And um, it's a it's a risky kind of strategy, I think, when you're you when you're going for that. It'd be different if you were doing it from a winning position. We're not doing it yeah. from a winning position. We're doing it in a position that needs to get it right. So you run that, that risk goes higher and higher. And and like I say, um, Wilson, if you look at his transfer activity, signings that we made for the 50, this window of the 55 season, they wor- worked for the 55 season to help us get us that, which is our, arguably our most important title that we've had to go and get. But in the long run, an awful lot of them haven't worked out and you look at them and they're no great. Where he got it completely wrong was the summer after that, but none of their signings really worked out. I think, you know, Sakala and Lundstrom, the only two that are probably still about from that. And but I've said before, I think we're still not really sure where we sit with them. And I think this window, I think we'll come to look at the not this window, the window in the summer of 2022. I think we'll come to look at that in a year or two time and say, no, that was a decent window, but it's just not worked out well. From for various factors, injury really, um, this season. Yeah, and yeah, again, another the injury thing is another argument that goes against them, um, based on the injuries injuries that we've seen, because it's not possible that we're that unlucky. So blatantly, something within the medical touch team that we use doesn't work or isn't working. Um, so yeah, I think I'll, I mean I'm not going to. I'm going to presume that he's an intelligent enough guy that he knows he's going to need to look into that. But yeah, I'm sure this one will roll on and on and on. And we've probably spent longer on that than I kind of first expected to. But it's one of those ones that, yeah, uh, I say I'll, 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 I'll join a few others up there on the fence kind of looking down and wondering. So I'm definitely not on either side of it. But I um, I can see arguments in both sides. Um, so it is, it is one of those things. But um, ultimately, I don't think he'll go. I don't think he'll go, so we'll we'll have to make doom from the summer, but it's um it is make or, or break. Go for it, mate. I think the best way to look at it is, and it probably shoots me down in flames of Scotia's point there of changing a director of football would be crazy despite what everyone thinks, what I think, because the relationship between the director of football and the manager is probably the most important relationship at a football club. And for us to change that just now would be ludicrous. It would be, uh, it's not what Michael Bill would want, and and that's probably the way the way to look at it is that's why it won't change. Yeah, Scotia's but you're right, Scotia putting I forgot to even say that when Scotia mentioned the um the winning position thing, I was been in a win position and I was like, that's exactly what I'm I'm trying to say is that I don't know if it's worth the worth the risk right now. I don't know if it would be worth the risk. It could go horribly wrong and then where are we going to be? Do you know what I mean? And again it all goes back to Ali's point as well that next year we have to win the league. It is as pure and as simple as that. There is no if, there is no buts. We have to win the league. It's just, it's just as as clear as you like. But yeah, um, we'll discuss this again when it pops up because I'm sure it will. So there's going to be plenty more on it. On to the actual football, gentlemen. Um, Rangers, 4-2 winners in a game that showcased our strength and our flaws simultaneously. Uh, I think it is frustration now for me watching Rangers because uh, 
at the end of the day, we are winning, Ali, but Saturday is Saturday is just what we are just now. It is just what we are. Yeah. It's um frustrating is what we are because we just we turn up in bits of games and to give a goal of a start again, I heard a start and heart and hand. Scotia probably knows the start off hand, how many times we've conceded. It's ridiculous. I don't I don't know, I forgot the start, but he told that the amount of get the amount of goals we conceded first in games and then last whatever it was, 30, 40 I games or something. I could be wrong, it's twenty five and forty seven, yeah. I think. Forty three so, or forty seven, so, something like that. Something like that, which is ridiculous for a club like Rangers, who they're playing against as well, these teams. But as soon as it happened, can it? I mean, the first goal, I was like, oh, I've seen it before. But at the same time, I wasn't worried because we seem to come back as well. Um, first half, I thought was a non-event. Tav, I thought free kick was decent enough. I can maybe fault Kelly the wall, whatever it is, but get back in it. And then the second half, we came out and started to play. But I did say to Tommy at 2-1, Rangers have a bomb scare. I don't, I'm never comfortable at 2-1 because, and see the, the lead up to that goal, I was sitting with Scotia and Tommy in the pub and when Lundstrom done that with McGregor and went to corner, I says, they'll score. And I even picked out the guy that would score, McGabby, who came on and went, he, nah, it says, he'll actually score. And he did. He did. <laughs> I did. No I know. Way. I wish I could have put a, a better to be fair, I've sat and watched a quite a few games with you, and every time a team makes a sub against us, you go, he'll score. He'll score. He'll score. He'll score. Usually, he does. Ali is the kind of guy that goes to horse racing and puts every horse on so he wins. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but I mean, but, but after that, can I mean, I, I, even after that, I still thought, no, we'll, we'll kick on again. And we did. We probably should have won that game 6 7 8 2, similar to the Hibs game. There were certain players apart I thought were, were poor. I, th- I thought Cholak was poor again. I thought he was really poor. Interesting to see what we ha- what we do against Dungeon United. He's a discussion on a, on a <laughs> for another podcast. I don't think he's good enough to be Rangers number one next season. I don't oh, think he's good to. enough to do it. Oh, um, but yeah, certain players. Gilmaz looked like I had he played football for for donkeys. I would have played um, Young Divine, but you can't hook Gilmaz off at half time because that doesn't look good. But I would have. But it doesn't look good. I didn't think he was great at all. Um, but aye, it's the Jekyll and Hyde Rangers this season. Kind of that game kind of summed up Rangers this season. But it's another win. And if you look at Michael Beale's record on paper, not looking at the performance like we watch on paper, <laughs> it's a fantastic, fantastic record. And folk that aren't Rangers fans or English or, or down south will look at us and go, "What are you moaning about?" Because you're winning. The fact of the matter is, Celtic are still winning as well. That's yeah. the fact of the matter. Um, which, but which the performance adds, haven't been great. Yeah, and it adds to the noise. They, it and, adds to everything. Even the, yeah. the time for change banners and everything. It's, yeah. that's, it's all part of it because they're not dropping points either. Yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, Scotia, the frustrating conceding of the first goal was there for everybody to see again. Now, I, I get what you I think you said on the pod afterwards that you have to give Motherwell credit. I do get that. Honestly, I do. I get where you're coming from. They beat the offside trap that we were trying to do. However, I have seen that goal a million times, mate, and we are not doing anything to rectify it. No, unfortunately. In fact, both goals are goals that we tend to concede. Yeah. There's a goal that we conceded. The first goal that we conceded, Van Veen's one, it's normally down the right hand or down our right-hand side, down to half side, that that usually comes from. Um, but yes, you're right. We've seen it before. I do think that we almost get caught sleeping a wee bit. I look, look back and watched it again, and I know I said that he ended up running and playing the boy, getting back on with the onside trap, but I think because he was so far back out of position, running to get into the position, it gave Motherwell that wee, it gave the boy that ran up to cross it in that wee moment to see, oh, there's the bit I go and attack. So we need to do a wee bit better there. But again, it's the first couple of minutes of a game. Yelmaz is just coming back for his first start since, when did he go out? Off out August or October? No, October. Start of October, I think, Yilmaz. Yeah. Um, so, no, we've seen that all the time before. And as I said, the second goal, again, it's something that the many times that we've sat here and discussed a Rangers, a Rangers goal that we've conceded, um, and it's down to, down to errors. And there was Lundstrom for putting the ball out for the corner in the first place with the miscommunication with McGregor. Then Tav heading the ball. 
then Goldson and Lundstrom going for the ball, then Cholak, I don't know what Cholak was trying to do, and Tav was involved, in, Tav was going there and then didn't know what to do. Um, so yeah, there was an awful lot of individual errors there. In fact, see on the their first goal, could Goldson have done anything a bit better as well to try and block that shot out? Thinking about it, the Yankee was maybe scared of sticking that in the net again. Very possibly, mate. I think even in the goals that we've seen, that type of goal that we've seen conceding in the first one, I think Goldson is he's not the he's not the absolute best at running towards his own goal. I think he loses his man quite a lot. And I don't like criticising him too much. Again, I don't mean to criticise him, but I, I have seen, and like Goldson should really be picking that guy up. Do you know what I mean? Like, like there's, there's definitely... Definitely a shout in that, mate, that I think he probably could have done better. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, Ryan, Tav's free kick obviously got us back into it. I think it's a decent enough free kick. It's well hit by Tav. He gets it up and down over the ball. I do believe the keeper should save it. Uh, and, yeah, I know you didn't see the game in full, mate, but you've probably seen enough of it to, to answer this question. Is I didn't realise that Cholak was a right winger. Yeah, he was, I don't know, you see it be getting pulled out there, I think. But you see, the thing that I, I see with Morelos sometimes at Ibrox as well, and with the way we play, and he gets pulled out, and I'm kind of like, right, I see what we're trying to do, we're trying to work the ball to get across in. But if Cholak's out in the right, and we work that ball, and Tav's there, or whoever gets across in, who are we crossing that ball into? <laughs> I've signed a striker that I don't know about that's going to come flying on that pitch like are we crossing it to Ryan Kent are we crossing it to Yilmaz I hope not because I Cholak listen I really like Cholak I love him he's a great player I don't agree with Ali I think certainly does to have a shout like that I think he's had a poor couple of games there is no doubt about that but you're going to say he had a, he had a great chance on Saturday but <clears throat> He's learning for me. This is his first season. He's shown in spells that he can be a great striker. There's an argument for to say that when Ali said that he's not a striker going forward, of course that argument's there, there's no doubt about it. But what I will say is he kind of gets it in the neck when Morelos doesn't because we're romantic with Morelos. You need to give Cho that chance. He's like, he did have that chance, I'll take it in the chin, but we don't create a lot of chances for our strikers because of the way we play out to the wings. And that's where he gets a buy for me. But yeah, in terms of positionally, in quite a lot of his games, he was poor on Saturday. I totally agree with you. Yeah, Ali, the first half wasn't helped by the, the, the just the pure lack of anything coming from the front three. I thought Kent was shockingly bad. Um, Sekala as well couldn't couldn't do right for doing wrong. And I say Cholak getting put on the right-hand side, it just didn't work. It really didn't. And it was frustrating to sit and watch and you're screaming at the TV going, why are you there? Like, why are you there? Because even, as Ryan says, if you get the overlap for Tav here, who is Tav? <laughs> who is Tav crossing to? You have to be in there. You definitely have to be in there. Uh, into the second half, though, um, we started brilliantly. Um, within a couple of minutes, we, we take the lead. A great cross from Tav, generally. Absolutely super, superb cross. Sakala confusingly gets his head to it because I thought he was facing completely the wrong way. <laughs> and he's he scored an absolute cracker of a goal. Uh, it was it was brilliant. But as you said, mate, about the conceded goal, and it probably brings me on to, to Cholak as well. For for older viewers that watch this, they'll remember football nightmares. That second goal could be on the best of of football nightmares. It was it was terrible. It was it's one of these ones where you're you're literally what are we doing? And that's all I said was what what are we doing? What are we trying to do there? Why is somebody not clearing it? And the only thing that I wish is that Davis was there because Davis give him his due um, as a centre half. I love him the fact that he done it a couple of times in um, Saturday as well. See when there's any sort of form of danger, he thinks well I'm just going to put my boot through this and but I'll put it in the stand and I I, I scream for centre halves to do that. I'm like, get rid of the ball. <laughs> They're not going to score from a throw in. Do you know what I mean? Get rid of the ball. But anyway, well we'll come on to Cholak, mate. Um a really poor day at the office. I'm not going to lie. He was nothing worked for him. Generally nothing worked for him. And it will bring up the questions now as you said about he's not good enough to be our a number one striker going forward, be that a nine or a ten, whatever way you want to look at it. The thing that's going to come back and haunt him, mate, is that chance. That is that chance. Um, why he hasn't squared that ball to Sakala is... Uh, 
baffling to me. Absolutely, because the the finish that he attempts is 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 truly awful. It is truly awful. Do you think that's bothering? Uh, that's coming from frustration with him. The fact that he knew he wasn't having a good game and he felt like he had to do something because overall, mate, it's as poor as I can remember seeing him on Saturday. Aye, probably. I I don't begrudge strikers. Should I should I mean he should square to Scala for a tapping, but I don't begrudge him having a shot. But you have to hit the target. Uh, oh, <laughs> score! Yes. When, oh, <laughs> when it, yeah. yeah, when it goes wide like that, it looks horrific, and it, and it doesn't help that he wasn't playing great. He didn't play great against Wraith Rovers either the Sunday before Carney. I mean, he had that purple patch. He was out injured. Came back. He got the odd 10, 15 minutes. Then he started to score a couple of goals. Looked good at Easter Road. Kilmarnock, I think he scored as well. But the last two games, he's, he's went back again for me. I know what Ryan says, give him a chance. And I, I think I think he's a great, a great option for us next season. Um... But as a number one Ranger striker going forward, would I be confident with him as our number one next season? And this is all dependent who we build the team around, etc. Maybe bring players in, but no, I wouldn't be confident. And that's me being blatantly honest. I just wouldn't be confident with him being our Rangers number one next season. I think we need to look, because Morelos is going, so I think we need to look at two strikers next season. Because Kamara, we've talked about Kamara. Sick of talking about Kamara. Aye, Kamara isn't he there, even though he is there. But for me, two strikers next season. But I, I'd be looking at a, a number one. I think Joe next season will play a lot of games for us. Um, but as a number one, he says, "Nah, not for me." I'm sorry. Sorry to disagree with you, Ryan, but it's. Um, no, I, I asked you. I think I asked you the question: Would you be confident with Cholak as the number one Ranger striker next season? And I think he's kind of agreed with me, but it's enough on me if he's our number one striker next season. He doesn't he strike fear into me. If I'm in opposition, does he strike fear into me? No. That well, sounds quite, quite critical, but what Ranger strikers do strike? What Ranger strikers do strike fear into you? Come on, Ruth. No, I'm only joking. No, not, none at the moment. He strikes fear into me as well. <laughs> at, at the present <laughs> moment, Ryan. At the present moment, Ryan. None of them. The only one that not you strike fear, but is Sakala because he's so unpredictable at times. But this is the reason why I think we need to go out and get two strikers next season because I think we are powder puffed to a point up front. I don't think we take as much chance as we look, as we should. I hate saying it. Look across the other side of the the city. They score goals. They all score goals up that top end of the park. We don't, and that's why we're looking at two two strikers next for next season. Yeah, Scotia Ali's big at a point in that. Um, obviously, Cholak wasn't on um, by the time they went down to ten men. I don't think, but even at that, he was he was he was soon coming off. But we didn't score enough goals on Saturday. The chances were there. Um, it should have been 7-2, 8-2. I generally don't think that would have flattered Motherwell. Um, but again, it's a bit of a weird complaint to have, considering we won the game 4-2. But with Cholak, mate, it's, 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 it's the way the things are just now. Frustration's the word to the, this podcast, for sure. It's the frustrations coming out amongst the fans. And having a performance like that was probably the worst time for him to do so um, but I do agree with Ali that I think we need at least one starting striker for next season because you have to presume that Kamara will be here for about a day and a half maybe next season we might see him and then obviously it looks like Morelos is going so your thoughts on Trolak mate and the need for another striker yeah, so Trolak was very poor um, at the weekend there but I don't think he was helped and you said this Carney that the other two up there with them were just as bad in that first half. Yeah, that's the yeah. worst. I think that's the, the the first time that I've seen the front three as a whole all collectively have such a bad game. And um, usually, at least one of them can kind of try and pull the others through. Or if the front three aren't having a great game, the fault then usually we're putting point into the midfield because the midfield aren't providing them the opportunities early in the season. But that game on Saturday, that first half, I thought all three of them. I was like looking at Kent, and I was like. Why did we get all this hype about Kent all the time? Because it was just so frustratingly bad in that first half of Kamonte game and was done really well for the, the final two goals that we scored. Um, it was so frustrating. And then in Cholak going forward, I see this is all kind of dependent on how we're going to set up and how we're going to play 
you've been noticing that since Beals come in, that he's starting to play with Sakala there behind him. He spoke about bringing Tillman in to play beside the striker. I think that could suit Rolak in certain games. Um, I do agree we do need a stri- another striker in, though, because pretty much this this week I'm expecting Morelos to go. And um, that'll change by Friday, everyone. Um, <laughs> but we'll, So we definitely do want one striker in, but I do think probably two, um, because that one striker, if Morelos was to stay, I still want another striker in because at the moment you've roofs he's you can't count Roof as a as a player for you at the moment because he's so unreliant in terms of his injuries. Um but no, I, I I'm probably more than Cameron Ryan here. I think Cholak will be fine um given the chance because he did he was playing well for us at the start of the season. And then he was he was um you've got to remember when the goal started drying up is when the teams just started getting really, really poor under Gio, then he gets the injury and then he doesn't get in the team because Morelos has been playing, Morelos playing well along with Sakala, comes back in, has two really good games and then he's had a really poor one there and a not so great one against Wraith Rovers I think it'll be fine with Joel, but I, we probably do need another type of striker in as well but like I say, it all depends on how Bill wants to play, if he's going to smoke about this 3 5 it'll, like, it'll be interesting to see how he wants to set up, I don't think he's, Cholak doesn't fit into the 4 3 that we played under Bill and Gerrard no, um, you know, previously, but I think it fitted into the four three three that Gio wanted to play, and I think if Beal's tinkering with things, they'll be like we're playing with like a a Tillman as in striker or Sakala as your striker there. I think it could work for, with Jolak there, but I'd like another striker in anyway because I'm greedy. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. No, I think it's still needed. Uh, we'll finish on a more positive, more positive, definitely. Um, there was Ryan. I've come to you. I'm going to come to you with three players here. James Tavernier um, is one that he's, he's he's come in for a lot of stick recently. Rightly so, I think. Sometimes I think he's been he's been awfully poor, but you cannot argue with this man's stats. You generally can't. That's another goal, another assist for him at the weekend. Um, he's nearly a hundred goals now for the club, which is just absolutely crazy for the fact that he's a right back. And and Saturday, I actually thought he was okay. Generally, I did. Probably helped the fact, as Scotia mentioned earlier, that they targeted our left-hand side. Probably rightly so, the fact that Yilmaz hadn't played a lot of football. So they didn't really come down our right very often. But I did think he was decent. Also, Cantwell, mate, it's just, he's just like everything you've ever wanted a Rangers midfielder to be. He really is. Uh, gets himself the goal as well. I thought he'd done really well, really intelligent finish. And then we've seen the return of Malik Tillman as well. Um his goal's an absolute cracker, really is. Give Morelos credit here, he does very well to pull the ball back in order to pick out Tillman. Um, and for Tillman's finish, it's great. So, I know the answer, but yes, we signed Tillman. Uh, your thoughts on Tav and Cantrell as well, mate? Yeah, ta- Tav's free kick. I, th- I think you're right in terms of keeping him, maybe should have got it, but to get the ball up, up over and back down is a really hard thing to do. And, and it's a great free kick. And nobody, I mean, I've had my say on Tavernier and like he's all he's all know what camp I'm in, but Tav, there is there is no argument he starts whether he stays or goes or whatever happens to Tavernier in the future, it will reflect well on him. Um history will reflect well on him and his stats are there for, for anyone to argue against. Cantwell is just everything you wanted in a signing. We were screaming out for energy in the midfield, we're screaming out for desire, we're screaming out for a player who wants the ball. And he's just he's a breath of fresh air. More more Cantwell's pleasing in the summer. That's that's the way I'm looking at it. I could do another two or three at least. Um and yeah, it's just him and Raskin as well. I know Raskin didn't play, but Raskin's another one where he just looks as if he wants the ball. And that's what we're not seeing with this Rangers team. I think there is a split of players who have come to the end come to the end. Maybe I want to say Glenn Kamara is an example who's come to end his Rangers career, in my opinion, and doesn't have that desire anymore. When you see a player like Todd Cantwell, that's what drives it home even more that Glenn Kamara doesn't have that desire because you don't see him demanding the ball and emptying the tank like Cantwell is. And I think that's it highlights why we need we, we need to get rid of players, get rid of players, move them on, and, and bring more players like that. And but I will just say with Tillman, what a finish that is! That is. I mean, it's it's top drawer. To, to put it in the top corner like that is top drawer. And every time I see him, I just think we need we need to get a deal sorted soon because, yes, he's not played in the big games yet or shown up in the big games, but he's, people are forgetting his age. He is not used to those, that type of pressure. 
I think you're paying for the potential and that's why we need to strike up a deal because if we don't, he will go elsewhere and be a good player. I think there is no doubt about that. 100% agree. Ali, um, we said we didn't, we weren't talking about missing Tillman, oh, but all oh, we have. <laughs> With a strike, that's, you see the way he, and I, I was actually having a week, not a go at Morelos and a Bob, but when the ball was slipped him, I was like, I thought he should have had it first time, but it goes wide. He does well, Morelos, to pull that back. And Tillman, one ball, one sort of touch to get his feet and bang top corner. He's, but again, he's had numbers to his game, Tillman. I mean, how many goals has he scored, assists, etc.? Yeah, he's a, he's a great striker of a ball, Malik Tillman, and we lack players like that because we don't have anyone that can strike a ball, really, especially midfielders. Yeah, he was good, Tillman, when he came back. Again, he's got, that, he's got the same... He's very similar to Cantwell, the way they hold themselves, the way they move, glide about a park. It looks like they can't be bothered half the time, the two of them, but it's because they're that good, they're that intelligent. And I think the two of them in that team, they'll get even better, the two of them, because they're in the same wavelength, the two of them. Um, I can't well for me. It's I think I've had can't well man in the match the last four games, I think, because he's been a standout yeah. in the park. Asking not too far behind in some of the games, but he's... You like he's his long blonde hair, Ali, isn't it? You said you love, like love, love to run my fingers through that, Ryan. I really would. Um, I not mean, that. Yeah, that's another that's another <laughs> podcast that. But um no, I I, I do like Cantwell. I, there's a bit of yeah. swagger about him as well, which I like. He's gallus. He'll take the ball. He takes the ball a lot deeper than I thought. I thought he'd be more of a ten for us, but he's not. He's all over the park and he, he can alternate, yeah. which is good. Bill likes that. And you need to remember Cantwell's only 24, 25. We've got him at a fantastic age. He's not 31, 32 in this Rangers team. He's only going to get better. Um, and I, I think he'll be a star for us next season. I really do. With these games coming forward, I think for next season, he will be a star for Rangers next season. I really do. Um, yeah. And if Tom Launch to come back as well, can't they? Well, I, I mean, the midfield, when you look at it next it's season, good. could be good, I it is, it's looking good. And I like Cantwell's well. He's got um, a real fire in his belly and it's something that yeah. I love to see. You can tell that he wants to make this right and he wants to make it work considering the way things finish with him at Norwich. So I think he's got a wee bit of point to prove to, to his doubters. Um, Scotia, a final word to you, mate. Um, by, by all means, have your say in what, what the players were talking about there. One thing is for sure, though, mate, is we can't be too overcritical of what we're seeing because at the end of the day, mate, we are winning games and Michael Beale's record is a rather good one. In the league, yeah, fantastic. I couldn't go well, three, three, four minutes away from being a perfect league record for him. Um, yeah, he's been, it's been good in the league, and it's people go, no, it's only a motherwell, it's only a hips, it's only a hearts. It's teams you need to beat to win, to win the league. You know, exactly. so if you get that correct, then then it comes down to those four old firm games, um, and that's kind of you know where we need to be. Um, so Beal's start in the league's been been brilliant, um, and we've seen we've had a couple of really good, really good performances for either the full game or a sustained period for the game in the, in the Hibs and Hearts game in particular. And on the other games, yeah, sometimes have been a wee bit, particularly like Saturday's a prime example. First half, not good enough. Second half, a lot better. Playing really well in patches as well. So that's kind of been been the story of Beale's time so far in the league. And you can't really argue with, with, with what he's producing. Um, he's not dropping any points. Celtic, because that was always a worry that they were going to kind of start pulling further and further in front. But he's kept kept the gap to where it is at the moment so um, you know it's getting to the stage where you're just hoping and praying every other Saturday or Sunday that they drop points unfortunately they're not doing that um, on the players themselves um, I think yeah, Ali summed up Cantwell really well there he's been so good he's been an awful lot better not better than I expected him to be different better I would think of the way we put it like from where he's playing and things like that see that um, that half pass volley he made in the first half oh Beautiful. When he got that out on the left hand side and put it, and this is something that Ryan's talked about as well. Like, get a midfielder that'll play the ball forward. If that had been any other midfielder, if that had been a Jack, a Kamara, or a Lundstrom, that ball was going back to Connor Goldson or Ben Davies. Mm. But for him to just have the vision and ping that there, it was beautiful to see. So, yeah, Cantwell's been great. Um, Tillman, yes, you all know my thoughts on Tillman. And Ali, I'm surprised you didn't actually bring this up in the pod because you brought it up in the pub. But see, if we manage to sign Kent for another contract, I think the conversation this summer needs to go as 
do we try and sell Hadji to Galatasaray in the summer because of the players that we've got in that area? That's a conversation that we got. That's providing we get Tillman as well, obviously. Um, but that, that could be something that we start speaking about in the summer. And then Tav, I thought Tav had a really, really good game. He was, apart from a wee 10, 15 minute spell in the second half where he had a few straight passes, that probably stopped him from getting man of the match from me. And um, it was just a wee period that it was going back to, to where he was. But um, you can't really fault that. He scores, is when he, he scores when he needs to score for us. And then, um, you know, he, he's... The times he scores are critical, and it's almost a captain-like thing to score when he does and get the team going when he does. And that's where, for me, where an awful lot of what makes him a captain comes for, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, apart from there was a wee 10, minute, 10, 15 minute spell in the second half where I think he had a few sloppy wee passes and stuff, but I thought he had a really good game. And one thing I finally should just say as well, Carney, and we've kind of talked about this on the pod, is frustration with Beals teams in the league for me is we're not we had the chance there, like you and Ali said, go seven or eight goals up. We're not taking them. We need, we really need to start doing that because I think that kind of then breeds confidence into the fans as well, and maybe stop some of these protests happening if the pe- people can see things like that happening. I agree, and it also sends a message to the rest of the league that if you come here and you're you're not on your game, then we will absolutely punish you. Um, so yeah, I would one hundred percent agree with that. Uh, and on that note, that will do us in Club Deck Corner this week, gentlemen. Ali, thank you very much for your time, mate. No problem. My back on Friday, aren't we? My club live. Yes. 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 Um, yes. I will be here on Friday, and uh, Scotland play. Is it Saturday, Scotia Scotland players. Don't know. Yeah, Saturday two o'clock. I'll strap myself. I'll strap myself in for that on Saturday. Can't wait. Um, no, I've got a Legends game on Sunday, so no, I'll be back Friday. Cool. Uh, Scotia, who are Scotland playing? <laughs> I have no idea. Cyprus, <laughs> Cyprus, Cyprus on Saturday. Spain and Sunday. Uh, Spain and Tuesday. Spain and Sunday. That's a, that's a, a hell of a shift. Yeah. Uh, but no, cheers, Scotia. No, cheers. That was a pleasure. Good speaking to you all. And Ryan, welcome back, mate. Name it, Daniel. Leave, mate. You actually, you've used it all up. I've actually had to dock your wages, mate. I've I had a wee look at the schedule, and I've used next year's annual leave as well. By the looks of it, so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much here every show from now till Rangers win the league again. Um, I enjoyed that. Feels good to be not feel normal again today, and back talking about Rangers. And I'm looking forward to seeing a couple of comments, um, having a go at us because that will make me feel right back at home. But right I, at home, that was good tonight. Yeah, our labour of love, mate. Our labour of love, that's for sure. So, as always, please do like the videos. Please do subscribe to the channel. That would be magic. We will be back on Friday with Club Life, and it will be a punters Q and A. So, join us and get your questions in the live chat. We'll do our best to answer as many as we can. Also, I'll put a, I'll put a post up on the community tab on our YouTube page. Um, if you're not going to be able to make it live, you can put a question, your questions in there, and I'll do my best to get through as many as we possibly can so until then thank you very much for tuning in Uh, enjoy the rest of your week and we'll speak to you on friday we are club at 22 the rangers podcast cheers everybody Podcast Network.